It's so easy to feel lost in the world today, but it doesn't have to be this way. You can break through the noise of what everyone is telling you to do and lay your foundation for a life of success, purpose, and joy. I'm Caleb Price. As a fellow young adult and certified life coach, I'm sharing exactly how to do this, how to navigate the struggles of adulthood, and how to find yourself. Join me and become the modern young adult you've always wanted to be. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to dive into today's topic of anxiety. I think it's something that we all have dealt with on some level. Probably, if you're listening to this, more than the average person. <laughs> Probably experienced it. You might even be diagnosed with your anxiety. Um, and that's really what I want to talk about today because I realize I haven't discussed this topic in depth for a while. Um, I was talking with a friend and he was like, oh, like, you know, like talking about anxiety or bringing up someone that might need help with anxiety. I was like, oh, I should send him a podcast episode, you know, might clear him up. And I was looking through it and I was like, dang, I have not talked about this topic in a long time. And I think it's something that can be super useful. There are so many tools that I teach. It's a lot of what I deal with as a coach and in my own personal life, a lot of the tools that I apply on a regular basis are around my own anxieties. And so I think it's, you know, I just really want to give you a clear episode on how to manage your anxiety in your 20s, all the things that can kind of come up in that. I'm going to do it real quick because um, today, real quick, I'm going to be flying to Spokane for my advanced certification workshop. If you don't know, because uh, I actually haven't talked about it, so of course you don't know. Um, as a life coach, I am pursuing um, an advanced certification, just trying to get more um more better. Wow. <laughs> I want to get better as a coach, getting a lot of practice and learning more tools and steps so I can be, you know, better equipped for you and better, more capable. Um, it's, and also I just love learning more about it. So I got to do this really quick so you can listen to it and get all this benefit. And so then I can make my flight. <laughs> and before we really dive in, uh, I really want to plug that next Thursday, um, I'm hosting my zoom class on May 25th at 6 PM Pacific time. Take back your life from social media. If you feel at all any anxiety, stress around your social media relationship or when it comes to, you know, feeling like you might be wasting your time or feeling like you can't break hold of it or just you want to establish some healthy boundaries but aren't sure how, this is the class for you. It's just going to be in 30 minutes. I'm going to teach you the truths when it comes down to your relationship with it and how to change your thoughts and overall your actions in your own identity, really, when it comes to your social media consumption. It's going to be a lot of fun, really helpful. So there's going to be a link in the bio. You can learn more about it, um, have some more information and yeah, register. If you can't even make it, you know, you always get the video when you register. And so you can feel free to watch that whenever you want afterwards. I'm telling you free information, free, you know, and, you know, stuff to help you out in your world, because I know it's, the coaching tools that I have around my social media use have helped me a lot. It's not perfect. And I'm not saying that we need to take it away uh, by any means, but I think it can be better. I think it can always be better um, for us when it comes to that. So hope to see all you there, but really for today's episode, I really just wanted to um, get started with my story. When it comes to life coaching, the reason I got into it was because 
well, I sought out a life coach the first time really because of my anxiety. Um, I tell my story a lot, but really in short, like I was at a really stressful point in my life um, in my 20s. I think I was about 22, 23. Um, so this was at the, near the end of 2020 um, around COVID and all that. So, you know, that's just a, a huge stressor in general. And, um, but I was feeling a lot of anxiety primarily around just like how busy my life was. I was doing so much with it, going to classes, balancing a new job that, um, I was kind of stressed out about, but also thinking that I needed to do more in terms of my physics career. So I'm trying to take on another job slash internship at the same time. I was dating someone, um, I dated them for about three months and I was just feeling so much anxiety about, you know, should I keep dating them? Should I not? I do. I really like them. Do I not just always tug of war, ping ponging, back and forth all the time, um, wondering if my major was right, wondering, you know, if my friends really even liked me and like, just always thinking that like, I was doing so much to try and be with so many people. Yeah. It was just mind numbingly like terrible, just so hard on myself. And I was obviously not coping with it very well, probably, you know, just staying up super late, not, you know, being at my apartment, not giving myself the time of day, not really listening to myself, uh, probably, you know, emotionally eating and um, doing all sorts of things to, you know, <laughs> avoid dealing with the anxiety and it eventually came to a breaking point. I, you know, I just like had a mental breakdown, um, broke up with my girlfriend, which only made me feel worse. And I was just in this deep, dark pit of despair, just thinking all was lost. I was worthless. I was a terrible human being. No one liked me. Even though I had all these amazing things in my life, I was ungrateful. I couldn't make it work and, and it was all wrong. And so that's what would turn me over to coaching. And it, from that first day where I met with my coach, changed my life. Changed my life entirely. Felt that, you know, like I could actually like talk about these things with someone, but also really like learning where my anxiety came from. And so that's what I want to empower each of you with today is where's your anxiety coming from? How we actually should be really perceiving and observing our anxiety and how to then process it. I think those are the three steps when it comes to that, that'll be really the best thing for you whenever you feel anxiety in whatever form it is. Now, I'm not saying that these things are going to solve it. I'm not saying these things are going to get rid of it. And I'm especially not saying that, you know, the diagnosis or whatever, you know, you do with therapy, especially if it's something more serious, like do those things do those things if that is your case. Um, this is just what's helped me and it's changed my life. And I think also like you can always add these tools to your toolbox of resources. And really at the end of the day, you have to do what's right for you. I've seen this work for me and I've seen this work with my clients, but at the end of the day, you got to do what's right for you when it comes to your anxiety. Okay. So the first step is understanding the truth. Where does your anxiety come from? Your thoughts always create your feelings. It's not from the world outside of you. It's not from your circumstance. The people around you aren't giving you anxiety. The social situation isn't giving you anxiety. The test or the grade or the major or the job prospect or the possibility and future of marriage or future of just moving somewhere to entirely different. All of that does not give you anxiety. None of it gives you anxiety. Now, I'm not saying that these things, we shouldn't think 
that they'd give us anxiety. Like, of course they can give us anxiety, but it's understanding that it's our thoughts about these situations that create our feelings. The way I love to illustrate it is like when you see a lion, naturally you're going to experience fear because of what you're thinking. You could see a lion in the wild or jump into your room and naturally, of course, you're going to be filled with fear. Your brain's natural response to that is to inject you with some adrenaline to say, get moving. And so that has a purpose as an emotion and it's coming from a thought, I need to get out of here. I need to escape. It's not coming from the lion itself and we know that because... Um, you know, if you went to the zoo or something like that, you would still see the lion. The circumstance would be relatively the same. Obviously, there's a plane of glass in there, so it is different. But you think about it differently. There is still a lion present, but you think about it that I'm safe and you might not feel anxiety. But some of you out there might still feel anxiety even with the glass. Even though there is safety there, you might still feel anxiety about being so close to, you know, an animal like that. And that comes from your thought. It comes from the thought still that I am not safe. It's like being on top of a high building. Technically, the circumstances is that you're safe. You have this railing or you have this glass that is separating you. But if you look over the edge, you probably will think, oh my gosh, I'm going to die or oh my gosh, I'm going to fall and something bad will happen. And that's where the fear comes from. And that's where our anxieties all come from, our thoughts. The thought is what creates your anxiety. And so whenever you are feeling anxious about something, let's say a relationship um, and wondering that, you have to go to what are you thinking? An easy way to look at what you're thinking is to ask yourself, why do you feel anxious? If you just start saying, why do you feel anxious? You will know what the thought is. You might say something like, well, I don't know if this is the right person. That's the thought. Um, I, you know, I don't know what my future is. I don't know if I can support this kind of person, or I don't know if this person actually really, you know, loves me, or I don't know how to talk to this person. Like a lot of those, I don't knows are thoughts. There's not reality. They are thoughts. It's so easy to blur the two. That's how, you know, it's how our anxiety feels so uncontrollable. And that's how it always just feels like it's just happening to us. Again, I want to preface all this. There's nothing wrong with thinking this and nothing wrong with, you know, you can operate your entire life this way. You don't have to dissect and, and break it apart in terms of your thoughts, but it's just helpful in understanding that we are creating this. And there is nothing wrong with our anxiety. That is the second step. The second step, whenever it comes to our anxiety, is to let it be and understand that it is acceptable and okay. And it is an allowed experience for us. Or at least that is how I like to think of it. Because whenever I resist my anxiety, guess what? It only gets worse. (laughs) It never gets better when I resist it because resisting it is just denying the reality that is. If we define anxiety as an emotional feeling, a sensation in our body that we are just experiencing, maybe it's a tightness in our chest, maybe it's um, a lot of warmth and heat, Uh, maybe it's the action then that translates to our hands shaking or our mind racing. If that is the anxiety, that then is our reality. While we can choose our thoughts, we can't just negate and say, I shouldn't be feeling my anxiety. 
because that is only going to make us more anxious. It only actually makes us more anxious about our anxiety and saying, well, I shouldn't be doing this or I'll be totally embarrassing if like they see my hands shaking. Like that's not helping. (laughs) It's never helping. And so we have to let the experience land to accept and say that this anxiety is okay. And it doesn't mean that the anxiety is something that we want and it's going to last forever. And we don't even have to accept that it's okay, but we can just accept that it is there. So we might as well feel it instead of saying that we shouldn't be doing it. Resistance only stacks on top of our already current negative experience and makes it more negative. Resistance to us is denying us and saying that we're doing something wrong or we shouldn't be doing this and it only makes things more extreme and more aggravated when it comes to our anxiety. The reason is this, like I was saying in the metaphor with the lion, our emotions have purpose. We are given emotion for a purpose of either motivating or demotivating us to do certain actions, to get us out of certain situations. Our brain perceives danger whenever it comes to our anxiety of some reason, our worry or however that translates. It perceives a reason and so then feeds us that. But oftentimes we then have our conscious brain observe the situation and say, I shouldn't be feeling anxiety about this because there's no actual danger. But we have to understand that our brain still perceives it. That subconscious part of our brain still perceives that there is a danger. A danger in this test. A danger in this class. A danger in talking to this person. A danger in saying to someone, hey, we messed up. Or hey, we were wrong. Or being vulnerable with another human being. These anxious situations are still perceived as dangerous. And it is okay for them to be perceived as such. Because when we deny them, they only get stronger. The metaphor I like to use is that your anxiety is like someone banging at the door, trying to deliver you a package, just knocking away. And they need a signature on that package. They need you to let them into your house and they will not leave (laughs) until they finish their duty. Yet our resistance is us closing the door and ignoring them, like just kind of plugging our ears, just saying, blah, blah, blah. No, I can't listening. You know, I'm not listening. I can't hear you. It's us ignoring it. It's us buffering, as we might say, or numbing ourselves with food or other activities as we ignore the emotion. And so if we kind of drown out the noise of our anxiety banging on the door, it must get louder. It must be heard. Our emotions are there to be listened to and then decided from. And so instead of shutting the door on our anxiety and say, you don't belong here. I can't have you in here. You open the door metaphorically speaking, and let it in. Let it come into your life. Your anxiety is there for you. It is not you, but it is there, a part of your experience. You are having the feeling of anxiety, and so we let it in. I say to my anxiety, oh, come on in, anxiety. You know, come sit on the couch. Come, you know, be here with me. Like, let's talk. What do you have to say? Um, And we're going to dive into what that process looks like. But really, at the end of the day, that's the metaphor that I love to use because it helps visualize just letting it in, letting it have its say. And then when it's done, it'll leave. It might come back real quick, but it'll still leave. And when we create a flow with our emotions, that is where our power comes from. That's where we replace ourselves as a victim, but then we become the person that is choosing, the person that is observing, the person that is in charge, still having anxiety, but in charge of it. That's what I'm coming to terms with really managing 
our anxiety, being the one in charge of ourselves, not denying the experience, but accepting it and then processing it. How we process emotion is one we must be present for the processing. Our brain will love to the jump to the past, the future. And so we need to bring ourselves to the present. To bring ourselves to the present, I love breathing. Breathing always makes the subconscious conscious. Something that is so inherent to us must be brought to the present when we just take a deep breath. Whenever you take a deep breath and take a long breath out, that'll help relax you, help make you present, and help you be in tune as well with what's actually going on with your body. Your brain will sell you a story of how everything is bad and everything's going wrong, and so we need to kind of first bring ourselves present and actually assess the situation, okay? And so the way we do that is we effectively kind of turn our brain off. Not really, but we're trying our best not to actually think so much, but instead to feel. So we take a deep breath, we close our eyes, and we metaphorically step down from our brain into our body. Where do you feel anxiety? Where is it inside of you? Is it a buzzing in your chest? Is it something in your neck, perhaps, or even in your stomach? Typically, I would say it's in the chest area. That's where I feel a lot of my anxiety. Maybe it's a tightness. Maybe it's a constriction. I want you to describe it as much as possible. Maybe it has a color. Maybe it has a shape. Maybe it has warmth or cold. You know, maybe it's really heavy or maybe it's really light. Maybe it's really dark. I don't know. It could be anything. I want you to describe it to the best of your ability and to really see your anxiety. This is how you let it in the door. And then once you see it, I want you to ask it, why are you there? Not in terms of accusing it, but just to be curious. Huh, why are you here, anxiety? What do you have to tell me? What is your purpose here? You know, you, and then when you get an answer to that, it could be anything, it's most likely going to be what your thought is or what's pretty obvious. You can say to it, okay, thank you for telling me. You are accepted here. You are okay here. And then you can even communicate, you know, but I still got it. I know we're going to be okay. Or, yeah, that is kind of scary. I recognize that. That totally makes sense. To let yourself land in understanding that it is okay to be anxious and communicating that to the emotion. I know that sounds really weird, but I promise you it works. It makes yourself feel a whole lot better. And it helps you understand that these emotions have a purpose and have a place inside of you. If you want more in-depth on how to feel your feelings, that process, I did an episode all about that. Um, Episode 25 of the podcast is all about numbing. And then right after that, there is a bonus clip called How to Feel Your Feelings, and it guides you through this meditation. So if you need help with that, go refer to that podcast episode. It's really good. It's really quick, you know, just like five minutes or whatever, just takes you through that. Of course, you know, whenever we're feeling anxiety, we might be in a situation where we can't actually, you know, take the time to actually do this deep breath exercise. And so I just kind of communicate to myself and think to myself, oh, like I'm feeling anxiety or there's anxiety. Thanks, brain, for giving me that and acknowledging that it is okay. Just really quick, just saying to myself, hey, we're going to process this, but right now it's okay to be feeling this way. There's nothing wrong with feeling this anxiety, but the mistake is saying that I can't do life with anxiety. Now, of course, when it comes to debilitating anxiety or anxiety disorder, whatever it is in your life, there are going to be moments when you can't do life. 
even just basic functions. Of course, seek medical help, um, seek, you know, professional opinions from therapists and whatnot, and even, you know, might need um, uh, prescriptions or whatnot. But at the end of the day, your anxiety doesn't have to stop you from living your life. You can, in fact, live and do everything with anxiety. To truly manage anxiety is to understand that it is okay to have it and possess it and to continue to keep on going. To say, it's okay for me to show up at work with anxiety. It's okay for me to show up in this relationship with anxiety. It is okay for me to be unsure of where I'm going in college. I can still go forward. I can still do hard things. I can do this. The true power lies in going about your life with anxiety. Not saying it's going to define your life, not saying it's going to take over, because one of the great truths about emotion is that it is always temporary. It is always temporary, no matter how long it feels to last. Your anxiety will not be forever. To truly manage it, you must understand the truth. Your thoughts are creating these feelings, and we can dissect those thoughts and really reevaluate them and change how we perceive our anxiety and maybe even stop ourselves from feeling them in certain situations. That's the beauty of what coaching can offer to you. How do you reframe this and, you know, change? But at the end of the day, none of that can happen if you don't embrace yourself in it, if you don't accept that it is okay to have your anxiety, to let it land, to not reject it and resist it, and then to process it. Processing it is a part of life. And understanding that the anxiety is not supposed to go away, that life is supposed to have this opposition so that we recognize that we know when we're enjoying something or we know when we don't have anxiety, we have to know what it's like to have anxiety. My friends... The biggest thing I can communicate to you is that you certainly can live an amazing life with this. Anxiety does not have to stop you. And I understand it can be so hard um, to proceed. But really, I'm telling you, and it's sometimes really hard to understand, but just to be clear is that we are creating these situations in our head And we have to remind ourselves to kind of go outside of ourselves to be compassionate and say, oh, this is sometimes what we just do. That sometimes this is just what happens. It's a part of life and it's okay that it's happening. And knowing that we will return, we will kind of come back to that normal state. And the more that we practice it, the better we will come to having a true good and healthy relationship with our anxiety. Okay, my friends, I hope that has helped you a ton. I hope, you know, go practice it. Let me know um, if it's helping you reach out on Instagram or leave a review. And I'd love to hear from you and how this helped you with your anxiety. Um, But for now, I will see you next week. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like what you heard today, please leave your review, share it with a friend, and don't forget to follow me on my Instagram at Caleb, the college coach for more content that'll inspire you. And if you want to apply the very tools that I talk about directly to your life with a personal touch, sign up for your free 30 minute coaching call with me. Remember, you are good. You are capable and you can have the very life you want. Good luck out there in the real world.